thunderclap rolled across the floor of the sky. The ominous sound snapped Lenny Gray's awareness back to the present moment. She churned her legs faster, willing them to get her as far away as possible. She looked over her shoulder at the moon and hoped it would follow her just a little longer before it was snuffed out by the call of the advancing storm. Exhausted, she was forced to stop for a moment to catch her breath. After placing her suitcase on the ground, she swept the palm of her hand across her sweaty forehead. The blackness of the night was unsettling, but she couldn't let fear stop her. Not now. As she picked up her suitcase, a thunderbolt lit up the night sky and illuminated the darkness long enough for her to see the approaching silhouette of Curly sitting atop his rickety wagon. He was looking for her already. She knew she should have left sooner. Lenny Gray darted out into the cotton field and crouched to avoid being seen. She saw the shadowy profiles of Curly Ida, and another person she did not recognize, sitting on the wobbly farm cart as it creaked past. Lenny Gray knew that she had to reach the railroad tracks before they doubled back, found her, and forced her to comply with a tradition that she did not agree with. Once the wagon was a safe distance away, Lenny Gray rose up from her hiding place, Trembling with fear, she willed herself to continue by briskly moving through the cotton field toward the train tracks. She stumbled over a rock, fell, and tore open the skin around her knuckles. She ignored the stinging pain and got back up, refusing to stop or be caught. She started running again, ignoring the way the stiff leather from her boots, which were a size too small, bit into her toes. By the time she reached the railroad tracks, she was exhausted. She took a moment to sit down and pull off her shoes. Her feet were not as clean as she'd hoped they'd be. They had a covering of muddy earth on them. That was because most days she did not wear shoes. She couldn't afford them. She had gotten used to it and liked the feel of the earth against her feet. The skin covering her feet was calloused and protected them from sharp and pointy objects. Looking up at the moon, she said, Well, Mr. Moon, it looks like it's just you and me tonight. I hope you can stay with me a little longer. I need your light to see where I'm going, wherever that is. She spoke nervously to the heavens. Ever since she was a little girl, Lenny Gray believed that the moon knew her personally and enjoyed following her wherever she went. Over the years, she had come to believe that the moon, especially a full one, had supernatural powers and wouldn't let anything dreadful happen to her. Lenny Gray's father, however, was overly superstitious and believed that a full moon was an omen that brought tragedy and misfortune with it. People ought not look at a full moon, Lenny. If they do, they in for a world of misfortune her father would warn her. If you see a full moon over your right shoulder, it means you're about to lose all of your money. If you see a full moon over your left shoulder, oh, prepare yourself for sickness, because it's headed your way. 
That's why people with good sense like me stay in the house at night. There ain't no need to be out past sunset stirring up misfortune for yourself. Yes, sir. The way I see it, looking at a full moon is like trying to look directly into the sun. It just don't make no sense. Several jagged flashes of lightning lit up the sky. Lenny Gray looked over her left shoulder and noticed that the full moon was nearly gone. She didn't feel sick like her father said she would, so she got up and started moving again. She didn't care about getting wet or cold because it was such a hot night and the rain wetting her skin would be welcomed. She figured that at some point she'd come across a tree and a peaceful prairie and she would sleep against it until the sun came up. She would have to take a chance that a field mouse, skunk, or other creations of nature would not come along and frighten her too badly and make her second-guess her decision. She had only been walking for a minute when she heard someone call her name. Lenny Gray, why do you think you're running off to? Ida, who had a heavy voice, moved towards her, holding up a lantern. Lenny Gray could see the crow's feet tugging at the corner of her deep-set eyes. The pointed edge of a tree twig dangled between Ida's lips. She used it to clean food from her teeth and to bite down whenever she had a toothache. Lenny Gray had no idea how Ida knew to search out on the railroad track for her. How did you know I was out here? Lenny Gray began stepping backwards. The way the light from the lantern shone against the side of Ida's face made her look like a wicked witch from a nightmare. The fact that Ida chewed tobacco like a slack-jawed demon didn't help. I know you don't think you're the first person who didn't try to run off. She spewed a brown stream of liquid from her mouth and onto the ground. She then pulled another plug of tobacco from the front pocket of her overalls and put it in her mouth, making sure that it was positioned just right between her cheek and the floor of her mouth. At that moment, Curly appeared out of the blackness of the night. It ain't none of your business where I'm going. Just let me be. Lenny Gray turned and began to sprint. Curly was right on her heels and caught her before she could get away. He was a tall and muscular man with sternness always ablaze in his eyes. His skin was so light in complexion that from a distance he looked like a white man. But his full lips, wide nose, and kinky hair told his true ethnicity. I'm not going to allow you to leave here with that pretty baby growing inside your belly, said Ida, moving closer while ejecting more tobacco fluid onto Lenny Gray's shoe. This baby ain't yours. Lenny Gray's words were hollow because her throat had closed before her words could come out fully. You mean our baby, don't you? Curly's voice was venomous. He hated it whenever she talked as if he had nothing to do with planting the seed of life in her. We supposed to be getting married tonight. I come to sneak you out of the house and you ain't there. I knew you was going to get a case of the cold feet. My daddy don't want me to marry you. You ain't right for me, he said. Lenny Gray felt her insides coiling tightly. That ain't the truth. 
Curly said. Your daddy likes me. Yes, it is. Lenny Gray couldn't bring herself to stop trembling. She was anxious and wanted them to stop blocking her from a different life that she had envisioned for herself at the other end of the railroad tracks. I done already done broke your leg, Lenny, said Curly, reminding her that in his eyes, he had won her virginity and everything that made her a woman, including their unborn child. He viewed her and everything they produced together as his property with the right and authority to do whatever he pleased. His comment made her feel low and as if the only thing she was useful for was pleasuring him. I didn't already done torture what a man and a woman supposed to be doing in the bedroom. That's all you need to know in this here world, Lenny. Ain't no need of you knowing much else. Curly moved closer to her and grabbed her arm just above her elbow, forcing her to drop her tattered suitcase. Lenny Gray gasped. You're hurting me. Her voice quivered as a grim chill snaked up her spine. I got to have you, Lenny. I ain't gonna let no other man get a hold of you. I aim to be the only man in your life for the rest of your days. I mean that. So either you marry me tonight, or you don't marry in your lifetime. I'll make sure of it. Hi, this is Earl Sewell, writer, creator, and narrator of the audio drama Lenny Gray. Say, if you like what you're hearing, please take a moment and write us a review. Your reviews help others to find us. Also, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and finally click that subscribe button. Your reviews and subscriptions help others to find the show. Speaking of having others find the show, if you know someone who would enjoy Lenny Gray, the audio drama, please recommend it. And finally, please feel free to post a link to the show on all of your social media websites.